the college baseball experience NCAA tournament bracket picks episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group. Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars at sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes. The SGPN app. Make sure you download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts and content. So grab that thing today and let it ride. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi state. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. NCAA tournament bracket picks episode. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. You're goddamn right, he was. Oh man, we got the NCAA tournament with baseball. What's not to love? A real playoff, not an invitational. I am joined by my co-host, the heartbeat of the college baseball experience. Give it up for SGPN contributor. Anywhere he lays his hat is his home. Give it up for Noah Beenick. How you doing, Noah? How we doing, Colby? I'm doing all right. Um, Thursday here, Thursday afternoon. We're gonna try to get this up for the people before the bracket and the games begin on Friday. So let's knock this thing out of the park. All right. There you go. Man, that's just heat. Uh, so let's just hop into it. Here we are, NCAA tournament upon us. Finally, postseason. You know, it's always better in the postseason. Let's be honest. Doesn't matter the sport as long as you. I mean, well, with exception for for the most part to college football, FBS. Uh, you get a uh, you get you get a nice playoff. Uh, you know what. College baseball, college basketball, whatever. NFL, NBA. It's always better in the postseason for the most part. Here we go. Looking at this bracket, we have the number one overall seed, the Tennessee Volunteers in Knoxville. And and, and looking at their region. I'm curious what what you make of this one because we got the Tennessee Volunteers squaring off against the Alabama State Hornets, if memory serves me correct. Shout out to Alabama State, uh, and uh, you know Tennessee is fifty three and seven. Yes, don't adjust the podcast. <laughs> fifty three and seven. That's incredible. Uh, Alabama State got in thirty four and twenty three. They're the four seed. Uh, 
chalk chalk McGee over here. I'm going Vols all day here. What are you doing, Noah? Yeah, you have to. You can't take Alabama State to beat Tennessee in this first round matchup. Um, Tennessee, they're number one in the country in home runs, number one in the country in ERA, number one in the country in team whip. Uh, they're 20 and three against the top five, top 50 in the RPI. And their home record on the year is 34 and three. I'm not going to take the four seed to upset them in this regional. So let's get to the two, three seed matchup here. Yeah. And this one's interesting because you got the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets at 34 and 22. And man, this program has been on the rise. They just had a, a, a uh, not Georgia Tech. I'm talking about the, uh, the Campbell Camels. You know, they just had their best football recruiting class ever, which charted in the top 75. Uh, including FBS, uh, this program, I feel like in basketball, they're getting better and football. They're getting better in their baseball program, 40 and 17 this year. Watch out yellow jackets. Who are you taking here? Noah? Yeah, I got Campbell in this game. Um, they got an absolute stud in Thomas Harrington. That's going to be going for them on the mound against Georgia tech, um, Tennessee, Georgia tech and Campbell all rank in the top 10 in the country in home runs. So this is going to be a very fun regional to watch. Knoxville's a good hitters park. Um, it's smaller than most, uh, most stadiums in the country. So there's going to be a lot of long balls hit Campbell. Like you mentioned, their athletic department is great over there in the big South. They were 23 in conference this year. Um, so I think Harrington for me is the edge in game one. Uh, I have Campbell beating Georgia tech here and then going on to play Tennessee in the winner's bracket where I have Tennessee beating Georgia tech. Then I think Georgia tech kind of uh, rolls through the loser bracket. I think they beat Alabama state. I think they beat Georgia tech and I think it's Tennessee and Georgia tech in the championship of this regional. And I, I think Tennessee goes three, and zero, and they get out of it. No problem. Is there any, any possibility that Campbell could give the Vols a game? Yeah, there is. They have uh, this one, their number two pitcher is very good as well. He's sitting mid nineties. His name's Kemp or his last name's Camper. And uh, he's going to give him a good fight because he went a hundred and like 40 or no, it was like 120 pitches one day. And it came back and threw in relief the next day in the big South tournament. So the kid's a gamer and he's going to be on his a game. He'll, he'll, he'll be wanting the pitch against this volunteers lineup. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's, that's something to monitor. But yeah, I mean, I'm going chalk for the bracket, but I do think the Campbell camels could be a little bit of a sleeper. You're looking for not necessarily on your bracket, but potentially steal a game against uh, almighty Tennessee. Maybe, you know, maybe what would that money line be? We'll see. I don't know, uh, but money line Campbell against Georgia Tech's plus plus one fifteen, And I like that. Yeah, I like it too. So <laughs> let's ride those camels. All right. Uh, let's skip down to the next region which I believe is going to be in Statesboro, Georgia as Georgia Southern. They keep a decent athletic department too. Uh, Georgia Southern 40 and 18 representing the Sun Belt, the fun belt. One of my favorite football conferences. Um, they're hosting UNC Greensboro. Yes. At 34 and 28 UNC Greensboro uh, live dog potential. Uh, I, 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 I think I'll probably go chalk on my bracket here, but what are you telling me here, Noah? 
Yeah, I think UNCG is a live dog. They've got a dude on the mound with a 367 ERA, Alex Parsley. He's got 17 starts on the year, uh, 92 strikeouts to 14 walks. He's going to go out there and shove. It's just a matter of how well can Georgia State or Georgia Southern, geez, how well Georgia Southern can hit because they got a guy in Ty Fisher. I don't know whether they're going to use him in game one or game two, but he's really, it's a, it's a one man starting rotation here for the Eagles. Um, Georgia Southern, their offense has been what's carried them throughout the year. They're 45th in the country with a 297 batting average, 397 OP, OBP, which is 44th in the country. Their fielding percentage is seventh in the country with 982. So you love to see that. Team ERA 84th against the top 50. They're six and 11. They are eight and two in their last 10, and they're 24 and six at home. UNCG's nine and one in their last 10. They won an absolute role in their conference tournament to get out of it. I believe they went six and one in that tournament. And this is a team that can just hit themselves out of problems. Like they have this one guy in their rotation and their team batting average 311 that's 10th in the country and their on base percentage is 401 29th in the country uncg is an interesting dog i'm not i'm not calling for it but just beware i'm not going to take southern or georgia southern to get out of this region though i'm going to take greensboro you talked me into it uh and and I don't know how passionate the Georgia Southern baseball fans are, but Patty C made that same mistake with football, calling them Georgia state and they got after him on Twitter. So <laughs> FYI, Noah Beanick on Twitter at 77 NB. I fixed uh, it. I fixed <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, now we got the next matchup. So I'm going to take a shot on Greensboro there. Give me a little upset special going on in state. Not a bad pick. Yeah. Uh, you got the red Raiders. Texas Tech, thirty-seven and twenty. Obviously, uh, Spike Dykes uh, or uh, Sunny. I'm, I'm sorry. What's Spike Dykes? His son's name is TCU's coach. Sunny Dykes uh, was a great baseball player at Texas Tech. Um, thirty-seven and twenty. This program's got a rich history. I know you're high on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish that are thirty-five and fourteen. It's a, I guess it's a, a decent trip for both uh, universities. Uh, to get all the way to Statesboro, Georgia. I know you're going, I mean, I, I feel like I know you're going Irish here, but is there any chance that the red Raiders pull off the upset? Yeah, there definitely is. And I think the NCAA just absolutely shafted uh, Notre Dame with this draw, but John Michael Bertrand on the mound in game one, he's got a two thirty-nine ERA eight and two on the year, 94 strikeouts, 19 walks. He'll be going up against, I predict Brandon Birdsell from Texas tech. He's eight and three with a three ERA 102 strikeouts, 27 walks. It's going to be a great game between the two teams, but I think Notre Dame has been more consistent throughout the year. Uh, Notre Dame is 14 and seven and against, against the top 50 RPI, Texas tech, 10 and 11, uh, Notre Dame also 10 and eight on the road, a good road winning record, Texas tech, 13 and nine on the road, also a good road winning record. Um, Texas tech, their offense has been what has been, uh, carrying them this year. They're 59th and 
team batting average, 294, 406 team on base percentage, uh, 83 home runs on the year, putting them 37th in the country. And their staff gets strikeouts. They're 573rd in the country, but Notre Dame is fifth in the country in strikeouts. They're 43rd in team batting average. They have a 380 OBP and they have 65 home runs hit on the year. Statesboro is going to be an interesting regional. I have Notre Dame coming out of it and give me Texas tech as the runner up here. I like it. I like it. I, I, I'm going to look, I'm going to back you on this one. I am going to go Irish, but well, well, I don't get, I get the in cold, but they're counting. That's old. Uh, that's the Irish's Lou Holtz reacting to that, uh, to their seating. But yeah, I'm on the Irish here um, now. So I have, uh, you got, you got Notre Dame coming out of this, out of this region essentially, right? Yeah, I do. I, I'm gonna go. Give me the upset special. Give me Greensboro. Give me Greensboro in an upset. How how shocking okay. would that be if you got uh, UNCG? They're, they're coming in hot, like, and I know uh, this team can surprise some people, and uh, this conference is known to make some good runs in the postseason. I'm trying to find where Statesboro Regional is because Georgia Southern. The host is plus two thirty-five. Notre Dame plus one forty-five. Texas Tech plus two thirty. UNCG to come out of this regional is plus sixteen hundred. So very interesting oh, play there. Let it ride, my <laughs> friends. Let it ride. Uh, maybe that's crazy, but hey, I don't know. I feel like it, uh, dude. It's like I remember what a few years back, Stony Brook made a run. Come on, some yeah. of these small schools. Baseball is different too. I feel like you got just a you, all of a sudden your pitcher has a fire game or two. And, uh, and I feel like it's a little bit different than uh certain other playoff. Well, I guess it's kind of like college basketball, you know, you, who would have predicted St. Peter's in the elite eight. So yep. uh, next up taking you, it's funny. Cause I, uh, I was contacting, uh, you know, our, we have a guy, we do our, our college football season previews for all 131 FBS teams. So subscribe to the college football experience. Uh, I was in contact. Uh, that thing kicks off uh, on on June 10th, but to get the Air Force episode out, and our guy is going to be in Austin for this matchup: the Texas Longhorns, who were gifted oh, uh, a one seed here, 42 and 19, though pretty good record. Um, they're taking on the Air Force Falcons, who are just barely above 500. But hey. These service academies, you know, they give it their all. Is this going to be a route, Noah? No, definitely not. And I'm pulling up his stat page right now, but Air Force is going to be chucking a good guy here, Paul Skeens. Um, I'm going to pull up his line real quick for the listeners because this guy is one of a kind. He's a dual player. He's got 14 starts on the year. He's 10 and two with a 2.42 ERA, 92 strikeouts, 30 walks and 81.2 innings pitched. Um, he's going to give Texas some problems uh, just for that one game though, because the rest of this pitching staff for air force is just kind of a shot in the dark. Whereas Texas, they have a good one, two and Pete Hansen and Gibson and they can hit. Uh, they have a 315 team batting average, seventh in the country, 409 on base percentage, 18th in the country, 114 home runs hit on the year. That's tied for fifth. And they have the number one fielding percentage in the country, 415 team ERA. This team can do it all. They're all around team. 
Um, the only thing that I question is how deep they are in the bullpen. So like if they lose this game, to air force chalk it up because they're not going to be able to win. Uh, they're not going to be able to play five games in this regional and come out of it. But uh, I, I really feel like they can win against air force and set themselves up to be successful throughout the rest of the regional. Yeah, I'm on the Longhorns. I, I'm, I'm, I go. I'll be rooting for Air Force, but um, I'm on the. Who Longhorns doesn't root here. for the military academies? Yeah, right? especially against te- Texas is the ultimate evil. You know, and I know te- <laughs> Texas fans might be listening to this, but hey, all that conference realignment. You, know, you know how many rivalries have been ruined in college football and college basketball because Texas. Uh, you know, played a, a strong hand against the Big Twelve, and and everyone departed, and the, just the whole landscape of college athletics changed because of them and their shitty little long Longhorn network. I'm coming at you, Longhorn fans. I'm at the Colby D. Feel free to tweet me and talk shit. Tell me I'm an idiot, but I will also uh, respond. So let's have some fun. Dallas Baptist is taking on. Th- first off, Dallas Baptist, 34, 22, and one. They have a fucking tie. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Thought we, this is 2022. Can we not have ties? Uh, they're taking on Louisiana tech. Uh, the bulldogs are 42 and 19 Dallas Baptist. Obviously got a little bit of a home field advantage here. Louisiana tech located in Ruston, Louisiana. Uh, I know Dallas Baptist came into the, the preseason, you know, they were projected, I think, top ten or top fifteen. If memory serves me correct, yeah. Can La Tech knock them off? I know that La Tech's the two seed here. Should I should I dial up a skip hold special and take uh, the Bulldogs to, to knock off the you know Dallas Baptist? I mean, so Dallas Baptist. This is the one stat that just throws me off: is they're nineteen and nine against teams in the field in the tournament this year, but they're eleven nine and one in the Missouri Valley Conference. Is extort who historically is just not a very great conference, and they lost three of their seven series in the conference. So it really, I, I don't know what Dallas Baptist we're going to get, what DBU is going to show up. Is it the one where Cole Moore is going to lead this team? He's got 10 bombs on the year, 1079 OPS hitting 356. Or is it the one that's just going to get shut down by this Louisiana tech pitching staff? That is uh 100% legit. And this is a Louisiana tech team that hosted a regional last year. They have postseason experience. They got burned by NC state in the regional last year in the championship game. I think game one, Jonathan Fincher comes out, establishes their presence in this Austin regional saying they're not going anywhere. He has 71 strikeouts in the year with only nine walks. He has a 363 ERA. He's seven and two on the year. Um, this Louisiana tech team they're Like I said, they're one of the best pitching staffs in the nation. 31st in team ERA with a 417. They have a 128 whip, which is 17th in the, in the nation. They're 10 and six against the top. 50 in the RPI and they're eight and two in their last 10 and 14 and 10 on the road. I really like this team, not only winning this game, but doing some damage in Austin. Yes. Give me Louisiana tech. Let's go bulldogs. Dallas Baptist saying, Hey, some, uh, you know, this is, this is pretty much our season. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. And yeah. uh, I'm counting on the Bulldogs to make them look like some shit. Let's go, Bulldogs. <laughs> so, so as for the regional, um, this is how I think it's going to play out. I think Texas beats Air Force, LaTeX beats DBU. Um, I think 
DBU beats Air Force in the loser's bracket. Texas sends Louisiana Tech down to the loser's bracket as well in game two. And then I think Louisiana Tech beats DBU again, comes through, and they beat Texas in the first game of the regional championship. But then I think Texas can edge them out in a game five. Filthy. Filthy. Um, or I'll game seven. I don't know why I said game five. <laughs> I'll join you on this Texas nonsense, but come on, La Tech. I'll be rooting for you in DBU. Thought that was Virginia Tech. Oh no, that's football. No, get it? You know, they're all, with all their great defensive backs. Um, or is that LSU? I guess I think it's LSU and Virginia. So Tech. many teams claim that, that they're yeah. DBU nowadays. So I'll give oh, you a break. Yeah. All right, next up, you know, you know what I'm doing here. All right, you know what's going to be happening. We're going to Greenville, North Carolina, where East Carolina. Same after we whoop Coppin State coming out of Maryland. Coppin State, by the way, shout out to them 24 and 28 and in the postseason. Look, it's it, they, it, they it's, almost or they did what their basketball team almost did too. Coppin yeah, State had like 10 yeah. wins on the year, almost went to the NCAA tournament. Fantastic story going on in Maryland, but unfortunately. They they just got a date with destiny, uh, you know. As, oh my God. As East Carolina, the the best team in the nation, as we all know. East Carolina rolls them. Uh, tell me why I'm right. Well, you're right in this game for sure because Coppin State, in my opinion, is one of the worst teams in this field this year, as their record states. But there is like one team with a worse record, but Coppin State comes in with a 285th RPI, and there's only like 293 teams in college baseball, so <laughs> um, just awful. But I, so you guys are probably going to throw off here. Now I don't know who East Carolina is going to throw in this game because it's more of a pitcher staff by committee. You guys have CJ Mayhew, who's your number one, but after Mayhew, it's kind of like the starter goes four innings and then you turn it over to your great bullpen. Now your team ERA is what is uh, your claim to fame. You're you have a 407 team ERA 26 in the country, 581 staff strikeouts, puts you 33rd in K per nine, uh, 128 team whip putting you 16th in the country, 10 and 0 in their last 10. They've on like an 18 game win streak. They're 23 and eight at home. Um, the question marks, how streaky can you be at the plate? Because it's not about what team's the best hitting team. It's about what team has timely hitting and the team, uh, team batting average 282. That's 119th in the country team on base percentage is 361, which is 198. That's the only, that's the only thing I'm nervous about this team in this regional. And we'll get to that in a little bit here, but East Carolina is going to win this first game against Coppin state. Yes, yes, yes. Then we have coastal Carolina, the shot to clears. Uh, love that program. What they're doing. They are taking on the Wahoos. I mean, they're begging us. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us laid. Ow! 
that's what the women at down there in Charlottesville are, are, are saying. But unfortunately those Tiki torch losers that Patty C likes, they're not going to do that. Uh, so uh, I mean, look, Virginia's pretty good this year. They're, they're what top 20. Um, so I should go chalk even though. Yeah. I want, I want East Carolina to just destroy Virginia. So uh, as much as I like the Chanticleers in their program down there in Conway, South Carolina, I'm going with the Wahoos. What are you doing here? So I'm on the other side here. I'm going to take coastal Carolina yes. and the shots. Uh, Virginia has a seven and 10 record on the road. That's the number one thing I look at when you're traveling to these regionals. Um, they're 12 and 13, I guess the top 50 in the field coast or in top 50 in the RPI coastal Carolina's eight and seven against the top 50 in the RPI and coastal Carolina can go two ways with their starting pitcher in this game. Uh, they can even either throw Reed van scooter who I think they'll throw. He's nine and two on the year with a three Oh six. ERA 80 strikeouts, 22 walks and 82.1 innings pitched, or they can go with Michael Knorr, who's five and one with a 281 ERA. Uh, he has 84 strikeouts with only 10 walks and 64 innings pitched. I really think that the uh, experience and the youth in this uh, Cavaliers team is what's caused them to kind of skip and scuttle down the road here to finish the season um, as they're five and five in the last 10 games. So I really like coastal Carolina here and I'll, I'll get to it. I, I like coastal Carolina actually coming out of the Greenville regional. <laughs> oh, this piece there. Where's my, I don't have a gun sound drop. I think I do. Blasphemy. All right, look, here's what's going to happen. Conway is okay. Yeah. They got Myrtle beach down there, but you come to G Vegas, Greenville, North Carolina. Can you handle the parties? We know Wizenhunt couldn't, right? Uh, so I think Virginia is going to have a slight edge because Coastal Carolina guys got to go around town, might have a few cocktails. And uh, Virginia, you know, they, they've never had a cocktail in their life. Uh, so. Uh, they they are basically right in Myrtle Beach. I think they're experienced in the cocktail category. <laughs> I've uh, been to both I, plenty of times. <laughs> Gre- Greenville, you got to buckle up if you're in Greenville. All right, uh, look, play, what Playboy magazine has it like top five party school in in in, in the nation every fucking year. If yeah. Playboy magazine still makes magazines, I have no fucking idea. One but you, what's that? What, one of my buddies he tells me stories because he went he was at Coastal Carolina first, and then he transferred out to my school. So, uh, yeah, I've heard stories. Yeah, I mean it's right <laughs> down there. Look, my folks have a place not far from there. So uh, shout out to the Chanticleers. But ECU's coming out of this. Don't give me this Chanticleer nonsense in Greenville. All right. Uh, so Virginia's plus one hundred to come out of Greenville. Um, I really don't think that Virginia is the team here. It's either ECU or CCU. Um, ECU's plus two twenty five and Coastal's plus two seventy five. So I really like both of those bets. I'm saying ECU. Look, their whole roster's like this. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, before we get to the next uh, part of the bracket, I want to tell you that the college baseball experience is brought to you by WinBet and WinBet's bet fifty dollars to win two hundred dollar promotion, where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. Bet five hundred dollars on sports or casinos or or casino before uh, 
July 31st, 2022, and you will get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries allowed. If a patron wagers $1,000 on sports, they're eligible for two entries into the prize draw. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions apply at winbet.com. Uh, must be 21 or present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by us, the SGPN NBA Finals Contest. Yes, SGPN is giving away $500 in their NBA Finals Prop Contest. Completely free to enter. And exclusively on the SGPN app, just download the uh, the app and hit the contest tab to get your entry in. Do that. I mean, five hundred dollars for free. What are you doing, you bozos? Get it in. All right, get it in. All right, back to back to the uh, the tournament here. We got the Texas A and M Aggies, thirty seven and eighteen. They're facing off against Oral Roberts. 38 and 18. I just saw Max Acemas, their star basketball players coming back for another year. Uh, Hey, it's very rare that you see the one seed playing a four seed where the four seed actually has a better record. This is one of those cases. Can the, the boys from Tulsa come down to college station and knock off the Aggies, Noah? It's an interesting play, especially when your pitcher that's going to be pitching this game, his first name is legend. Oh, Jeez, I mean. So, yeah, Legends Smith seven and four on the year with a two forty one ERA, ninety two strikeouts, twenty walks, and seventy eight point one innings pitched. And Texas A and M's ace, he's been okay. Um, Nathan Detmer, he's five and two with a four twenty two ERA, sixty seven strikeouts, twenty one walks on the year, and seventy four point two innings pitched. So this would be an interesting dog. I don't think I have the guts to play it, but. Oral Roberts could come out on top in this game. They're actually really good on the road as well. They're 17 and seven on the road and Texas A&M's average home team at 22 and nine um, A&M really, really streaky here. They've won seven sec conference uh, uh, sec conference series in a row and their hitting has been really hot, but overall on the season, they have a 286 uh, team batting average, which is 94th in the country. They have a 398 on base percentage, which is 39th. And that's the best part about this team because the pitching staff is not that great with a 470 uh, ERA that's 71st in the country uh, and a team whip of 141 that's 56th in the country. Whereas Oral Roberts, they have pitching depth. They're 409 ERA, 21st in the country, and a 127 whip. 13th in the country. Their team batting average is 306, 21st in the country. This is an all around team uh, down there in Oklahoma, and they could pull off the upset. I'm just like, Texas A&M has been rolling in SEC play. I'm going to trust the SEC team, and you don't, you're don't, you not going to hear that a lot from me. So I'm going to take the Aggies here in game one and um, trust that their bats are just really hot right now. Wow. Noah Beanick going with Noah Beanick basically <laughs> saying, to quote the great house of pain, a hero ain't nothing but a sandwich and a legend ain't nothing but a pitcher. All right. He's got the Aggies rolling against that legend there. Uh and I, I think I'll join you, even though, man, I'm tempted to take. When you rattle off those stats, I'm sitting there like, hey, I'm believing Oral Roberts. Remember, they went to the Sweet 16 in basketball not that long ago. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna put A and M down, but 
man, I, I might have to take some action on Oral Roberts. Uh, the next matchup in this region, the Louisiana Lafayette raging Cajuns, 36 and 21, take it on the Texas Christian Horn frogs at 36 and 20 TCU, Louisiana. I mean, I'm, I'm going chalk. I'm taking TCU to get this done against Louisiana. What are you doing? Yeah. So Louisiana is a good baseball program down there. TCU though, they won the big 12 regular season. Uh, they don't have a great RPI, but you just gotta, you gotta trust Cornelio. their ace on the mound. He's four and one or four and four with a four forty one ERA. He has 74 strikeouts, 30 walks and 69.1 innings pitched Louisiana. On the other hand, they'll be throwing their guy, uh, Jeff Wilson, who's got a 4.52 ERA, 4 and 3 on the year with 55 strikeouts, 22 walks in 73.2 innings pitched. Now, a lot of the times when you need to pull off this upset, you need a stud on the mound and I just don't see that from Louisiana on the side. They just don't have a dog. They have a staff though. They have a 4 4.13 team ERA. So, if they get into the bullpen early, don't worry about it. Uh, they have a 137 team whip. 33rd in the country. That ERA is 26th in the country. They're not a very good hitting team. So I'm going to be taking TCU in this game. TCU is eight and two in their last 10. Um, and both of these teams are okay on the road, 11 and 10 for TCU and 14 and 10 for Louisiana. Um, Louisiana is six and 10 versus the top 50 in the RPI though. So it's like, it, this, this regional is one of my weakest regionals in my opinion, for a reason, uh, to the point where Oral Roberts could be in that championship game on Sunday. Wow. You're t- yeah. I'm think. what are the odds on Oral Roberts to come out of that? Um, so let's take a look here. Actually that's college one. station. I think that's one. We Oral, should circle Oral Roberts dog. plus seven fifty, And that's the lowest for any four seat. Mm, mm. Maybe we sprinkle a little bit on oral Roberts. Not sure. All right, next I, I'm going to go with, uh, you know what? Give me TCU to come out of this region. So for, for my bracket, here's how I think it's going to play out. I think Texas a wins against oral Roberts. TCU beats Louisiana and oral Roberts getting sent down the loser bracket. I actually think that they knock out Louisiana because they have a good one, two punch in that starting rotation. But then when TCU comes down, I think they get their, they have their number and they beat them once again, Texas A&M TCU in the championship of the Schloss bowl. Texas A&M has two shots to take down TCU and I think they can do it. Okay. Going with the Aggies going chalk next up. I don't like it though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going TCU. All right. Big 12 is going to send a message to uh, the sec there. All right. Uh, Next up Louisville, the Cardinals hosting at what used to be Papa John's. I call it the shack now. After Papa John said all that racist shit, they got rid of that name on the on the on the the the, the what the front of the university or the, the front of the stadium. Um, now I uh, you know that Shack is the man with Papa John's. I'm just gonna go ahead and say this is the Shack uh, at the Shack at the Love Shack. The Cardinals are hosting. Oh, not the Love Shack. That's Louisiana Tech. Go oh, get that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do a B52s reference there. Didn't get it done. All right. At the shack, <laughs> at the shack, uh, Southeast Missouri State, thirty-seven and twenty, taking on Louisville, thirty-eight and eighteen and one. Uh, I'm going chalk. Give me, give me the Louisville Cardinals. Look, they've had. This is my logic here. 
call me just a, you know, just an idiot over here, but their basketball program, their football program's kind of been shit lately. Their athletic department, their AD, you know, it's been a mess. Normally when those things happen, I feel like baseball, baseball does good for this. You know, whenever you have a, a school battling those things, I always feel like the baseball team outdoes the basketball and football team. So give me the Louisville Cardinals to get it done. What are you doing here? Yeah. So Southeast Missouri state, they're an interesting four seed here. They're very, very balanced overall. They don't excel in really anything, but they are three and four against the top 50 in the RPI. So when you put them on their schedule, they are able to win. They're 11 and 17 on the road though, Louisville 29 and six. And when you look at this regional, it's very hitter. Like all four of these teams excel in hitting. Um, and you're going to look for that one dog and that dog is Jared Poland for Louisville. He's five and four with a two ninety two ERA and 13 starts. He's got 91 strikeouts, 20, uh, seven walks on the year and 74 innings pitched. I don't know if they're going to throw Poland against Southeast Missouri state or they'll throw their number two. Who's been solid this year as well. Tate Kaner, who's six and three with a three three seventy seven ERA 59 strikeouts, 30 walks and 62 innings pitched the Southeast Missouri state. They might be South CMO. They might be a team where you can get away with throwing off because I think Louisville's daring enough to try that because they don't have a very good starting uh, a weekend rotation here. Uh, they don't have three guys that they're comfortable with Louisville though. They're 22nd team batting average, 305, 414 on base percentage, 14th They're They've hit 87 home runs on the year. That's 29th in the country. They're 974 fielding percentage. That's 68th in the country. Team ERA, like I was saying, those 529, 118th in the country. But this is where I think the difference comes. They have 573 strikeouts on the year. That's 24th in the country. And I think power pitching is going to be able to take out the power hitting in the regional. So kind of a sneak peek, but I have Louisville coming out of their home regional year. Mm, there we go. Noah Beanick on the on the Cardinals at the shack. Uh all right. I'll I'll join you on that. I'm on, I'm going chalk there. Michigan. The Wolverines, Noah Phoenix, Wolverines, thirty-two and twenty-six, taking on the Oregon Ducks. And Noah, I just gotta tell you. You went against East Carolina, so you know damn well I'm taking Oregon to 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 kick the tar. Out of uh, the Wolverines, I hope uh, you know everyone. You know, this Michigan, Michigan should play with their khakis, just like just like Harbaugh <laughs> style, man. Um, give me, give me the Ducks to get it done against against your Wolverines. What are you doing here? Yeah, neither one of these teams have an ace, so I really don't know who's going to throw for either team. I'm not liking the situation there. So both teams have a losing record on the road. Um, but they they both excel hitting Michigan was playing in the big 10 conference tournament in Omaha. And that's a huge park. Louisville's park is hitter friendly, but Michigan was hitting bombs out of Omaha. So I don't think they'll have an issue hitting some home runs here in Louisville. Oregon's kind of the same way though. They have a 306 team batting average, 18th in the country, 390 OPP, which is 68th in the country. They have 72 home runs on the year, which is tied for 59th. Michigan 82, which is 39th in the country. 
Uh, both teams, they field well in the infield and the outfield. They don't make many mistakes on defense. Um, Oregon's pitching staff in total is a little bit better with a 460 ERA compared to Michigan's awful staff, which is 681. And we're going to be without one of our most experienced relievers, Willie Weiss, due to his, you know, he had, a, he had like spilt apple juice on his uh, glove. It wasn't, it wasn't sticky stuff. I don't think it was just, just a couple like a little spill in the dugout. That's all right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Man. yeah. Uh, um, what, every time I Mich- play b- baseball, I, I always drink a lot of apple juice. On the, yeah. Yeah. On the yeah. Field, yeah. Yeah. So, or it could have been, it could have been pop, like, you know, the carbonation there and the, it just, it's kind of sticky. Um, yeah, they, Michigan puts up 8.1 runs per game, Oregon 7.3, but they've faced the better competition all year. They have more wins against top 50 teams. I'll take Oregon in this matchup against Michigan. All right. Next up, we got the Florida Gators, Gator, Gator, Gator. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um, Louisville comes out. Like I said, Oregon's my runner up. I, I don't oh. think I mentioned that, but go yeah, ahead. Louisville or yeah. go to Gainesville. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got the cards too. Uh, the Florida Gators taking on the central Michigan Chippewas right up there. Not far from Noah Beanick. Hey, and this is one of those matchups where the Chippewas at the four seed. There's a couple of these where they have a better record than the Gators. This is in Gainesville. The swamp going to get lit. Uh, these central Michigan uh, players all going to have swamp ass third inning potentially. <laughs> What are you? What are you doing here? Are you taking your boys? I mean, you kind of root for you're a Florida guy, so uh, I'm a Florida guy, but I'm not going to get burned on them again this year. Last year, there was a four seed that came out of this regional, and that was uh, that was South Florida. Now I'm pulling up Andrew Taylor's stat line because he has been. Uh, a dude on the mound for Central Michigan. He's eight and three on the year with a 319 ERA, 117 strikeouts, 26 walks. And this offense for Florida has not been very consistent all year. Uh, they have a 273 batting average, which is 168th in the country, 371 on base percentage, which is 155th in the country. All Taylor needs to do is avoid the long ball, which is uh, Florida's strength. They have 110 home runs, which is eighth in the country. They don't make many mistakes in the field. Um, they're without their number one. So it's really going to be whether Brandon Sprout can step up and pitch down to an inferior competition and shut down a Mac team, or if he allows central Michigan to just kind of take over on the base pass and let them play their game because they are smart at the plate. They uh, have Mario Camaletti, who's a guy that went to my rival high school. He's very, very patient, led the country in walks last year. Um, and he's their leadoff guy. Don't let him get on because they, they're going to make up. They're going to just, there. there's awful weather coming through Florida. He might be a hurricane on the base pass though, not from the clouds. There we go. Uh, the next matchup, Liberty Flames, flame on, uh, taking on the Oklahoma Sooners. Liberty thirty-seven and twenty-one. Oklahoma thirty-seven and twenty. I'm calling for a flame on upset here. Uh, something that they're doing down there in Lynchburg, Virginia, with their athletic department, their basketball, their football, their baseball—all solid. Give me the Flames to upset the Sooners. What are you doing here? 
I'm going to be on the other side here. I think Oklahoma is really hot right now. They've won uh, quite a few games in a row after winning the Big 12 Conference Tournament. And Jake Bennett, 7-3 and three on the year with a 360 ERA. He has 103 strikeouts, 18 walks, and 90 innings pitched. He'll be on the mound here for the Sooners. And the Sooners' offense has been great so far this year. Uh, betting 297, which is 47th in the country, 416 OBP, which is 11th. Uh, team ERA is 40th in the country. Uh, team strikeouts 514, which is 84th in the country. Um, they are seven and three in their last 10. They're eight and seven on the road, and they average 7.6 runs scored per game, which is the second the second highest in this regional and 46th in the country, 20th in the RPI. Whereas Liberty, they're not a very good hitting team, and they have some injuries in the pitching staff this year as they've come down the stretch. So I like Oklahoma in this game to give me an Oklahoma Central Michigan winners bracket matchup where I have Central beating Oklahoma. Ooh. And then yeah. And then I think Florida beats Liberty. Um, my dog's barking in the background, but uh, Liberty beat Florida in a series to begin the year in the first week. I think Florida gets them back. I think Florida ends up beating Oklahoma too in the losers bracket. And it's a rematch between central Michigan and Florida where I have central Michigan coming out of the Gainesville regional going with the home, the, the Chippewas. I got the Liberty flames coming out of here. Flame okay. on. Flame on, Garth. Um, all right, <laughs> next up, we got Ryan Real Money Kramer's Virginia Tech Wa uh, Virginia Tech Wahoos. Wow, I almost said that. Virginia Tech Hokies. Gobble gobble. I'm about to get shit talked after that one. Uh, taking on Wright State, who they opened the season with back in February. I remember watching a couple of these games. Virginia Tech 41 and 12. Wright State 30 and 25. Let's, I got the Hokies. What are you doing here? Yeah, I'm going to be with Virginia Tech as well. Um, I'm pulling up uh, Hackenberg's stat line just for the listeners because uh, the guy's going to go out and deal. They're going to have to throw him because Wright State, uh, notoriously a good hitting team, um, they're going to draw their ace out of them. And if you're Gonzaga, you love to hear that because Gonzaga, my dog is going crazy, but Gonzaga struggles at the plate, but they have a great pitching staff. And I'm just looking ahead. They're probably going to have to throw green against Gonzaga in game two, but Hackenberg, he's 10 and two on the year with a 283 ERA, 80 strikeouts, 15 walks and 86 point or 86 innings pitched uh, Virginia tech. They've been one of the best teams all year. They're all around good team average at 308, 14th in the country, 405 OBP. That's 22nd in the country. They field well. They have a 980 fielding percentage. They have 110 home runs hit on the year, which is tied for eighth. Um, team ERA 403, which is 23rd in the country. They do everything right. They're 29 and five at home. The only issue is you worry about teams hosting their first ever regional, or for this case, it's like the guy's first ever regional they've hosted before, but this is the coach's first time hosting in uh, Blacksburg as well. So you're a little bit nervous about the squad, but I think they win game one against Wright State. All right, there we go. Columbia representing the Ivy League, taking on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Uh, look, Ivy League is fun story and stuff. I got, I got the Bulldogs. Drew Timmy just announced he was coming back. Maybe he'll suit up and hit some fucking dingers. All right. Uh, give me, give me the Bulldogs. Give me the Bulldogs to take care of Columbia. Make that far trip to Blacksburg, Virginia. But uh, I, I think, I think the guys in Spokane can do it. 
Yeah, that's uh, the distance. The traveling distance is a little bit worrisome for Gonzaga. They're eight. Uh, they're good pitching staff. Now I don't know who they're going to throw exactly. They have three gu- three guys in that starting rotation that could go for them. They have Gabriel Hughes, Tristan Freeling, Owen Wild. All three of them sub four five ERAs. Um, all three of them crazy amount of strikeouts compared to a low amount of walks in at least 65 innings pitched. Um, they could do multiple things here and it gives a little bit of a threat to Virginia. Now they're hitting Gonzaga's hitting is a little bit worrisome. Like I already mentioned, um, Gonzaga is 153rd in team batting average with 276. They have a 356 OBP, which is 223. But they're they don't make any mistakes. They're clean in the on defense with 979 fielding percentage. They have a 395 team ERA, 568 strikeouts, which is seventh in the country, and a 138 WHIP, which is 41st in the country. They're six and four in their last ten, so they're a little bit. They're scuffling a little bit. They lost the West Coast Conference Tournament final against San Diego. Uh, they're 29, 20 and nine on the road there, so they could do some damage here in Blacksburg. I have them beating Columbia. Columbia is a good hitting team. Uh, pitching is a little bit worrisome for me where I think they go to and barbecue here in Blacksburg. I think they lose to Wright state and loses bracket. I have Gonzaga losing to Virginia tech in the winner's bracket where I think they come through again and they play Virginia tech in the championship here. And I think Virginia tech comes out of Blacksburg with Gonzaga as the runner up. There we go. I'm on the Hokies as well. Going with, going with the hometown guys. All right. Uh, look, I want to tell you the college baseball experience is brought to you by sleeper sleepers, the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of different players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I do. Uh, it is a game changing product. Unlike anything else in the, in the industry. And now you can make money on sleeper by playing their new over under game. And it's super simple and it's pretty awesome. At first in any sport, choose two or more players you like and pick the over or under, for example, number of points in a basketball game or hits in the, uh, the baseball game. Then you choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times the amount of money to over 20 times the amount of money you put in. And one of the main reasons why I enjoy it is the over under uh, on sleeper. You know, you can play with your buddies. You can have a contest, uh, you know, say you're going to the game with your pals. You know, and you already got action on the game. You say, you know what, man? I'm telling you, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for over 400 yards against this shitty Bronco defense, right? Well, then you can end up doing these things, and you know, in, in a little contest mode. And you, there's even group chat in there. You can, you can even see what your friends are pick, p- picking if you want to copy picks. I know I don't do that stuff, but hey, maybe someone's copying mine. All right, so stop what you're doing. Download the sleeper. Uh, download sleeper now to play their new over under game and have fun with your friends and make some money. And right now on your mobile phone, you can join our listener group at sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's right. Join our squad, get the hundred uh, percent deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by athletic greens and their AG one supplement. Yeah. AG one supplement. What is that? AG one. Is that uh, the new science fiction movie with the Chuck Norris? Who knows? No, this is AG one. Let me tell you about this stuff. Cause with one delicious scoop of AG one, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. And let me tell you that 
special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovering, your focus, uh, your aging. It's like fucking stem cell treatments. Basically uh, all those things. All right. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. So to make it easy, athletic greens are going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is, is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, dude, before we, got- we jump into the Stanford regional, I want to mention this. I got, so the central Michigan play to come out of Gainesville is plus nine fifty. but I also have breaking news. Tommy white has entered the transfer portal mm. Mm. coming out of NC state. Transfer portal going wild in baseball too. Uh, so uh, look, let's. Uh, so who do you got coming out of the the regions? Let's let's quickly go through this because I know we're behind schedule a little bit. Uh, Tennessee, UNC, Greensboro. I have. Who do you, who do you have on your bracket? Tennessee, um, Notre Dame. I got Tennessee coming out of there. You? Uh, I have Tennessee going to Omaha as well. Yeah. Uh, Texas takes on ECU. You <laughs> they think I'm going to take you. You think I'm really going to take Texas? No, that's not going to happen. ECU <laughs> advances. All right. I have Texas versus the teal and I have the longhorns beating CCU filthy. You're a filthy human being. Um, all right. TCU Louisville. Things are getting live on the shack. Uh, I got, I got, give me the cards. Give me the cards. Showing out for their shelling out for the ACC moving along. Who you got? I have Texas A&M hosting Louisville and Louisville going to Omaha. Nice. And then I got Liberty, Virginia tech. I got the Hokies advancing nice little Virginia battle. Liberty upset them in football. Not that long ago with Malik Willis. Uh, What do you, what do you got there? I have the central Michigan chips moving or going to Blacksburg or Virginia tech make some two and barbecue. They'll mm. have some fun in Blacksburg on Sunday. I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, do you want to forecast the rest or what do you want to go to the, I mean, I'm sorry. Do you want to go Tennessee, East Carolina, or do you want to go Louisville, Virginia tech? What do you want to do? You're talking about the, the left side bracket in Omaha. Yeah. Should we continue with that here or should we just hop over to the right side? I say we go to the right. Okay. Sorry, my dog's going. Let's nuts go to the right. So that's fine. All right, let that, let that, let that crazy furred, furred animal bark. Furred. That's a new word. Uh, here we go. Stanford, the Cardinal. All right. Uh, Hippie Olympics. Doesn't matter who wins because they're all losers. All right. The Stanford Cardinal are taking on uh, Binghamton. They're not going to hit dingers. They're going to hit bingers. All right. Uh, Stanford's 41 and 14. Binghamton is 22 and 28. What a great record. Look, just the fact, just the fact that, uh, that they got in. If you're a Binghamton fan. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I got Stanford going. I'm going chalk. What are you doing? 
Yeah, so this team, Binghamton, has the worst record in the field, but they have 206th RPI, whereas I think it was, was it Coppin State who had like a 285th RPI? Um, Binghamton won't be hitting many bingers, though. They only have 40 on the year, which is 206th in the country. And Stanford's pitching staff is just one of a kind. They have a ninth best team ERA 374. They have a whip of 129, which is 20th in the country. Um, they're also putting up 7.4 runs a game, which is 60th in the country. Um, team batting average 299. And we talked to Jonathan Mayo, Brock Jones, he's heating up. Um, but I, I don't know who Stanford's going to throw here. I don't think they should have any worry if they want to pitch off and throw Drew Dowd or somebody else in this pitching staff. Quinn Matthews, they moved him to the bullpen. He's been great since. I think they set Alex Williams up for the second round here. I think they do throw off. Um, but yeah, Brock Jones, he has 17 home runs on the year, 332 batting average, 1142 OPS. He's a name to watch for in this regional. Uh, all right. I'm on the, I'm on the Cardinal. You're on the Cardinal. The, Next up, UC Santa Barbara. The Gauchos taking on the Bobcats of Texas State. UC Santa Barbara, a little bit of a home field advantage. You know, Santa Barbara to Palo Alto, not the longest trip. Well, I guess depending on what time you go, but the Bobcats from San Marcos traveling there 45 and 12, going up against UC Santa Barbara, who's 43 and 12. You know what? It's in California. There's something about the air. Give me the Gauchos and a little upset special against the Sunbelts Bobcats. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, like we said on that other podcast and the preview podcast, I would have been pissed if I was Stanford and I got Texas state and UCSB in this regional, the, uh, the selection committee just looks at both these teams and say, Hey, they're mid majors who have had good seasons so far. They're not going to really do any damage to the number two overall team, but Texas state they're 18 and five on the road. UCSB they're 17 and seven on the road. Both teams are nine and one in their last 10 games. Texas state has a little bit better success against top 50 teams in the country. They're seven and seven, whereas UCSB they're two and four and they played into one of the worst conferences, the big West this year, they went 24 and three in that conference. Texas state went 26 and four in conference. Texas state is the better team. In my opinion, it'll be an interesting game between both of their studs, their aces on the mound, Levi Wells for Texas state. He's seven and two with a 301 ERA, 80 strikeouts, 30 walks in 83.2 innings pitched. Whereas UCSB, they're going to have Corey Lewis, who's 335 ERA with a 99, 99 strikeouts, 37 walks in 83.1 innings pitched. And they're not just a one arm team. They have three guys. And of course that benefited a little bit from a week and a down big West this year, but Ryan Gallagher, he's eight and on the year with a three ERA, And then Mike Gutierrez, he's eight and one with a three Oh three year ERA. They have three dudes in this uh, pitching staff that is going to make it troublesome if they face Stanford in the winner's bracket, or they're just going to walk right over Binghamton and then have to play either Texas state or Stanford in the loser's bracket. And they have a third guy ready to go and could do some damage here. So for me, I have, uh, I've Stanford and I have UCSB as the runner up in this regional. Yeah, I'm going Stanford. I'm going Stanford to get it done against uh, UCSB as well. It's easy to see a tide turn. All right. Next up, we have the Maryland Terrapins. College Park, Maryland. They say spring break capital of the East, the Northeast. Uh, That's John Rothstein. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to John Rothstein. Taking on the Long Island Shocks. A great white shock. Uh, Look. 
I'm going Terps. Terps. My mom went to Maryland, man. Larry David went to Maryland. I can't, you know, and they're 45 and 12. I get at Long Island. You had a great little story, 37 and 19, but give me the Terps to get it done against the Sharks. What are you doing there? Yeah, honestly, Long Island hasn't really challenged themselves outside of the comp outside of their conference, haven't played a game against top 50 RPI. Um, really, this is a simple handicap for me. Maryland 24 and two. I think they open up their home regional with a win and they show Long Island what real competition is. <laughs> well, and then, and then we got Yukon, the Huskies fresh off their uh, national championship in football in 2020. They're taking oh, on Lord. Wake Forest, the Demon Deeks. <laughs> Could there be an upset brewing with some of that Jim Mora Jr. magic going on there in New Haven? You know what? UConn has been here before. They've they were in Central Michigan's regional last year, where Central uh, made the appearance in the regional championship as a four seed in South Bend. Um, UConn they've had better teams in the past, but this is another team that was kind of a little bit overrated throughout the season playing in the Big East Conference but they have a great pitching staff, uh, staff ERA of, uh, where is it at? 335, which is third in the country. They have 574 strikeouts, which is the most in this regional. Uh, if you're looking for that, they have a 123 team whip, which is fourth in the country. And they average eight runs a game, which is 27th in the country. They're six and four in their last 10. They're one and zero against RPI top 50, but wake forest on the other hand, I think it's too good. They're hitting is on another level. They have the nickname rake florist well, rake forest for a reason. And Rhett louder will be on the mound. He's their one ace that they have. He's 98 strikeouts in the year, 24 walks, 93 innings pitched. He's 11 and three with a 261 ERA UConn. They have an interesting pitching staff here. They have three guys that have made 15 starts on the year. I think they'll go Enzo Stefanoni or Stefan. Oni, he's six and one with a 301 ERA, 60 strikeouts, 13 walks in 80.2 innings pitched. Or they could go Austin Peterson, who's 10 and two with a 322 ERA, or Pat Calliker, who's nine and three with a 321 ERA. Either way they go, uh, Peterson, he has the most strikeouts, 129 with only 17 walks. And this is a really interesting pitching staff. And this regional is a little bit slept on, as I hear, because a lot of people think it's one of the weaker regionals. Um, I, as I did a little bit of handicapping in it, it was tough. I have, I mean, Maryland is 24 and two at home, but Wake Forest, they're 14, 15 and one against the top 50 in the RPI. A lot of that came from ACC conference play. Maryland did not face the same kind of competition in the big, big 10. I have Wake Forest coming out of this regional and Maryland as the runner up. Mm. I got UConn knocking off Wake. Uh, upset special there. Okay. And then uh, I got Maryland coming out of this thing. Um, that are, that Under Armour money is going to pay off. All right. So uh, <laughs> moving along, the Tar Heels of North Carolina taking on Hofstra. Yes, the Pride. Uh, look, Hofstra thirty and twenty-one. UNC thirty-eight and nineteen. I'm going chalk with UNC. It's filthy to say that, but. Give me UNC Walt Weiss's alma mater to uh, get it done against Hofstra Wayne Corbett's alma mater. What are you doing here? Yeah. UNC, they have a, a, a two horse rotation here with Max Carlson and Brandon Schaefer throw either one and you should be able to get by. Um, you, you should be able to get by 
uh, Hofstra here. Hofstra, I don't think they pose a real threat as they don't really excel in anything. They have a 513 senior, a 104th in the country. They have a 277 batting average, 147th in the country. Um, they do have uh, a good defense, though. They're 59th in the country in fielding percentage at 974. They're 9 and 1 in their last 10. They're 0 and 1 against top 50 RPI, though. Um, I, I think North Carolina, they're hot right now. And that's kind of like, my my early gut reaction, and I'll address that after this. But um, my my opinion is, you fade the teams that have been like really really hot coming into the tournament because they got hot at the wrong time. You need to get hot like slightly before and then going into it. Whereas Chapel Hill, uh, UNC's won thirteen of the last fifteen here. So, all right, uh, the next matchup on the slate because I got I got the Tar Heels taking care of business. We got uh, VCU. Do you know how to ram it against the Georgia Bulldogs? Because that's what's happened to VCU 40 and 18 in the A10. Georgia, fresh off that natty. That natty with Stetson Bennett. Uh, Bulldogs 35 and 21, but perhaps a bit better than their record. Give me the Bulldogs to be more than barking against the. against the uh, good old Rams of VCU. What are you doing here? It's more than just a national championship though, because the Atlanta Braves won the world series, uh, Matthew Stafford quarterback of the Bulldogs. He won the super bowl. So Georgia seems to be a title town here. Um, now I think VCU is going to end up drawing out Jonathan cannon here, which I don't really like as I gave out Georgia as my like gut reaction, long shot on last podcast we did. He's nine and three on the year with a 362 ERA, 65 strikeouts, 10 walks, and 74.2 innings pitched. Um VCU, they're good enough uh with the bats to end up for making them forced their hand with Cannon and their ace. And I think that North Carolina is able to come out of this regional with Georgia as my runner up here. Wow, I like it. I actually have North Carolina coming out of this regional as well. Um something about UNC. They 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 keep a solid program there. So, give me North Carolina to get it done. Uh next up, we move down. Oklahoma State. Hey, they're the one seed. I know you some people were shocked by that, but the one, Oklahoma State saying, "Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do some damage." How about them Cowboys? Uh, take it on Missouri State, the Bears. Gotta love Missouri State. Um, uh, Grand Canyon also taking on Arkansas in this region, but let's start off with Oklahoma State, Missouri State. I got, I got the uh, the Cowboys taking care of business against the Bears. What are you doing? Yeah, this is another one where I think they might be able to throw off here and save Jonathan Campbell for the winners bracket game. Um, I think they'll end up throwing Victor Medeiros who pitched very well against Texas in the conference championship game. So I'll take Oklahoma state here. They're their first regional that they're hosting in their brand new ballpark. Uh, so give me them to win their first game here. All right. Um, and then we have next up grand Canyon in Arkansas, as much as I like grand Canyon, this razorback team, the guy caught a fucking uh, a raccoon in the crowd. Look, I don't care. So if Stillwater's got those raccoons too. You know damn well. Arkansas, Oklahoma, not far away. Uh Razorback's gonna take care of uh Grand Canyon. What are they? The the antelopes, I believe. 
Yeah. Uh, great name. But uh, give me Arkansas to take care of Grand Canyon. What are you doing? Razorback faithful are actually calling it the raccoon curse because they have been on a just epic downfall since that man caught the raccoon in their stands. Um, and honestly, they don't have uh, a guy rolling for them right now. They're going to have to throw Connor Nolan who's five and five and he is the staff ace, but he has not pitched well lately. He has a four Oh seven ERA on the year, 95 strikeouts, 27 walks in 86.1 innings pitched. But in his last 18 innings pitched, he's given up 18 runs. So it's not been a great time for Noland uh, to finish the season and in the SEC tournament. Whereas Grand Canyon, they have been great. And this is like a team that I didn't think deserved a spot into the tournament. And this is the handicap where like a team that you don't think deserves the spot somehow makes this miracle run. Um, they have multiple guys in this pitching staff can get the job job done. Nick hole. He's seven and one on the year with a three eighty nine ERA 92 strikeouts and 24 walks 90.1 innings pitched. Um, I have grand Canyon winning this game. They're eight and two in their last 10. They're 21 and six on the road. And I have grand Canyon coming out of this regional. They have a team batting average of 309 13th in the country OBP of 384 93rd in the country. They have a team ERA of 448 47th in the country. They have 572 staff strikeouts, 28th in the country team whip of 137. Uh, they field great too. They don't many make many errors. I have grand Canyon beating Oklahoma state in the regional championship of this bracket. Boom. Boom. There we go. Uh, I got Arkansas coming out of this thing, but uh, yeah, I mean that would be fantastic. See Grand Canyon, the all you're treating my guy Phil Elson right. He was guest of the podcast. There, I mean, it's I'm glad we have one of us have Arkansas coming out of it. (laughs) There we go. Give me the Razorbacks. They caught a interesting angle too. Is like I know a radio guy in Arkansas kind of lit up one of their catchers and one of their better hitters of the of the year. So it might build some chemistry and get an attitude in that dugout. They might come out here a little bit on fire against Oklahoma state. Who's pretty close to Arkansas. So I think they might have a couple of fans travel as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. I want to tell you that the college baseball experience is brought to you by IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually actually protect your privacy. I'm afraid to tell you so. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why here at SGPN Studios, we use IPV or IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, your emails, your passwords, your communications, your browsing history. Uh, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed on your computers, your tablets, your phones, even devices like fire stick. When you're streaming your media, I mean, come on. IP vanish is offering a incredible 70% of their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free people. Uh, so go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use that promo code SGP and claim your 70% off savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, let's get through this. We're down to the, to the last, the Miami hurricane. Hey, 
They're they're investing in their athletics. Watch out, watch out, world. Um, they're taking on Canisius, Miami, thirty nine and eighteen. Number uh, this game's you know happening down there at what Coral Gables or whatever. Canisius uh, twenty nine and thirteen. Any chance Canisius can pull off the almighty upset? I'm not taking it, but Noah, your thoughts. Noah, did we lose you? No, no. Oh. I think either Carson Ligon or Jake Garland will be able to go out there and shut him down. This regional is going to be interesting because let me just say that I already mentioned it earlier with the Gainesville regional. I don't think the hurricane's going to affect Gainesville as much. It will Miami, but there's one simple handicap here. What is Miami's nickname? They're the hurricanes. And what happens if the regional if the regional gets rained out through Tuesday? Well, the one seed automatically moves on. It's just, you have to take, in my opinion, you have to take Miami to come out of here because they're not even talking about starting games until maybe even Saturday night. So the handicap here is Miami, Florida should be able to beat Canisius. And if it turns into like the prediction here is, as it might even turn into a single elimination bracket uh, where Miami, they don't throw their ace in game one. They have Carson Palmquist going in game two. He's nine and four in the year with a three Oh nine ERA. 108 strikeouts, 28 walks and 78.2 innings pitched. We saw the situation last year between uh, I think it was old dominions regional where South Carolina hosted it. Um, old dominion and Virginia were trying to play that game as soon as possible after all the rain before Tuesday came, because if that ended up coming true, South Carolina, because they hosted the regional would have moved on and old dominion and Virginia did not want that to happen. So um, Miami is the pick just strategically because they might end up advancing here out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, in the other side of this bracket, Ole Miss, the rebels 32 and 22 taken on the Arizona wildcats. That is a song from the 1980s with the, the Arizona Wildcats. We are taking the Arizona Wildcats. Or I don't know about we. I am taking the Arizona Wildcats to take down the Ole Miss Rebels if they shall meet. And let and let you know. I know you bring up a good point though. I'm taking Miami to come out of this thing. Who you got in second there? Yeah. So I love tailing Dylan Delusha here. He's been one of my guys over the last month and a half. I'd say he's five and two on the year with a 4.57 ERA. Uh, 67 strikeouts, 23 walks on the year and 67 innings pitched. He is one, I think four of his last six starts. Um, one was a no decision and one was a loss. Uh, he's been a guy that has been dealing late in the sec season and leading Ole Miss into some of these series wins um, for Arizona. Garrett Irvin's going to be on the mound. He's five and four with a three twenty-two year, 62 strikeouts, 29 walks and 89.1 innings pitched. I'm going to have, Ole Miss, who I think is turning into a popular dog. You know what they say about popular dogs, but um, both these teams are pretty similar in resume. Uh, Ole Miss does hit home runs, and that's their main source of offense. It's 91 home runs on the year, 25th in the country. They might be hitting a couple of balls into that parking lot structure beyond right field. So uh, in Miami, I, I'm going to take Ole Miss here, but I'm not going to take them to get out of here because I know that's a very public play. Uh, so I'll have Miami 
coming out of the regional. And then I have Arizona actually being the runner up because Ole Miss does not have the pitching depth there. And I think Arizona has the better bats overall to get themselves into the championship game of the regional. There we go. All right. Next up Southern miss the Eagles uh, taking on army. I got Southern miss winning this one. Look, got to fade the service academies when it comes to this. I, I I'm rooting for them, but give me the Southern miss Eagles to take care of army. What are you doing there? Yeah, so I'm pulling up stat this, this the good old stat machine here, but Southern Miss, they have probably the best pitching staff in all of the country. Uh they have two guys going to play ball for Team USA in the summer. They have a 316 team ERA. They're second in the country in strikeouts, 668. Uh 113 team whip that's second in the country as well. They're seven and ten against the top 50 RPI, though. So against good competition, they're not really playing their best. They're 22 at 10 at home, which isn't a great home record either. Um, but Southern miss, I think they will be able to beat uh, army here and not have to throw one of their better arms. That's for sure. There we go. All right. And the other matchup we have Kennesaw state and LSU. So we've got to go beat Ole Miss next week. We'll take it one game at a time. Congratulations. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. I'm on LSU to take care of Kennesaw. What are you doing here? Yeah. So this one's going to be interesting because Kennesaw state has really good hitting. Um, and that's going to draw out LSU's basically best and really only starter that they have. And that's Mikhail Hilliard here. Um, pulling up his line as we speak Hilliard on the year, he is, uh, seven and one with a four Oh four ERA 68 strikeouts, 18 walks and 71.1 innings pitched on the year. Um, LSU, they're one of the better hitting teams in the country. Same with Kennesaw state. Both, uh, have top 80 team batting averages, uh, LSU more reliable on the home run ball though, 107 that's 11th in the country. And that's just not going to play in Hattiesburg, which is not a hitters friendly park. It's more pitcher friendly. And, uh, LSU, their bullpen has been coming on along as of late. They don't really have many starting pitching, like I said. So they basically just piece together a two, three inning start and they throw in a reliever to basically or a couple of relievers to finish the game off. They have a team ERA of 409, which is very impressive considering their struggles at starting starting pitcher this year. Um I have Ole Miss coming out of this regional and I actually have them making a little bit of a longer run that most people might. Um Hunter Rig uh this this it's a three arm rotation between Hunter Riggins, Hurston Waldrop and Tanner Hall, Hurston Waldrop and Tanner Hall are the two team USA guys hall eight and two with a two sixty nine ERA Waldrop two ninety nine ERA with six and one record. And Riggins is eight and four record with two seventy five ERA uh, hall, 130 strikeouts Waldrop 117 strikeouts. I like Southern miss to come out of this regional and LSU is going to have a lot of traveling fans. They'll go, they'll make some noise. They'll probably actually take over Hattiesburg. I think they will be the runner up in this bracket. Yeah. I got Southern miss as well. Okay. Moving along Auburn. We got to get through this here. We got to get a tight schedule here. Auburn taking on Southeast Louisiana, Southeast Louisiana, just 30 and 29 where Auburn's 37 and 19. I'm on the tigers. We tigers on this pod. Uh, so give me war Eagle to get it done against the Alliance of Southeast Louisiana. You. Yeah. Auburn's going to be more, one of the more interesting regionals here. We've got Sonny Deshera on Auburn. He's been one of the best hitters all year. Um, Auburn used to be one of the better pitching teams of the country until they lost their ACE. 
uh, due to injury and their closer also due to injury. They have a team ERA of 443, and that's been plummeting ever since the last uh, two weeks of the regular season due to those injuries. Um, I, I have Auburn winning this game, but I actually don't have them going very far in this regional. Yeah, me neither, because I have Florida State knocking off the Bruins on the other side of this one. Florida State 33 and 23, UCLA the two seed 38 and 22. Who you got there? We got to yeah, go quick. Yeah, so though. I for me both teams have very good pitching staffs. Uh UCLA has a slightly better hitting. I'll be taking UCLA. Florida State 6 and 13 on the road, but they're 6 and 16 and 16 against top 50 Kai top 50 competition. I have Florida State as my runner up and UCLA actually winning the regional here. Nice. Going with the Bruins out there in Westwood, California. All right. Oregon State. Nice Beaver. Take it on New Mexico State. The Aggies. You've been high on Oregon State all year, so I'm just going to pencil in Oregon State for you, correct? Yep. Okay. Oregon State takes down New Mexico State. San Diego, the Toreros, right? I believe that's their name. Uh, yep. t- take it on Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, kind of a blue blood here. Maybe Vandy in an upset, uh, or I guess that's not an upset. They're 36 and 21. They're the two seed against the Toreros. Uh, you got San Diego uh, taking down Vandy? No, I'm going to end up taking Vanderbilt here in this matchup. They have a, a good three man starting rotation and good bullpen. This team's built off of good pitching. Um, a team ERA of 399, which is 16th in the country, 126 whip, which is 10th in the country. Uh, they're 13th, or no, I'm looking at the wrong team here. 128 whip, which is 14th in the country, 404 team ERA, which is 18th in the country. They have a team or a top 50 RPI. Uh, they're 10 and 17 against top 50 teams, 12 and seven on the road. I think they get the job done against San Diego, but San Diego is a little bit of a dangerous team here from the West Coast Conference. Yeah, and I got Vandy actually coming out of this this bracket. This little uh yeah, this bracket here. I got Vandy or not the whole bracket, but the uh yeah, just just this little matchup here. Uh I got Vandy taking out pulling off the upset against the Beavers. You got the Beavers winning this? Yeah, I have Oregon State winning this. And if you got this at the beginning of the week, there is some betting value here at Oregon State minus 115 to come out of the regional because of big bad Vandy. But the books have adjusted and now Oregon State's minus 150 favorite. And I'm a little bit more comfortable in that now because they must have gotten hammered on that. So I have Oregon State meeting UCLA in the super, which is going to be a very, very interesting and fun rematch from the Pac 12 conference you got winning tournament. There. I have Oregon State beating UCLA. And then at, to finish out the bottom half of the right side bracket, I have Southern Miss being Miami. I have Grand Canyon knocking off North Carolina just to end North Carolina's hot run here. And then I have Stanford also going to Omaha from the right side. Uh, who's in your uh, final bracket in Omaha? I got on the right Stanford side. taking on Arkansas. And, okay. and I got Southern Miss taking on Florida State. All right. We have you covered on the college baseball experience. We got more episodes to come as the season heats up. Make sure you give Noah Beanick a follow at 77NB. Give the college baseball experience a follow on TCE on SGPN. If you give us a five-star review, take a screenshot on iTunes of your review, show it to us, uh, and uh, we'll send you a t-shirt. How about that? I'm on Twitter. Who do you have winning at all, Colby? Buddy, do I need to? Do I need to? Are you really? (laughs) No, I mean, look, ECU... 
I think Tennessee's going to do it because look, I'm going chalk. They got that fur coat shit going on. It's delicious. Uh, so, hey, give me give me the Vols. Although the Hokies could give them a, a test, I think. Who do you got winning it all? I have my preseason pick of Oregon State beating Virginia Tech in the college. I like World it Series. actually. Give me give me uh, give me the Hokies to get it done. Give me the Hokies to win it. You all. have Virginia Tech beating Tennessee. Like that's an interesting yeah. pool there for you. You have Tennessee, East Carolina, and Virginia Tech up there. There we go. There we go. All right, subscribe to the uh, the college baseball experience. Remember, also subscribe to the college football experience as we start our 131 team preview, going over the win totals, going over the roster for every single team in college football FBS, and we have an FCS preview. We do subscribe also to the college basketball experience. They, we just saw a ton of players. Drew Timmy, all these players came back. We're entering a great era of college <laughs> basketball. Uh, as the NIL has helped bring a lot of players back. So subscribe to those subscribe to the sports gambling podcast and uh, yeah, let's, let's keep on rocking. All right, folks, this is the college baseball experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. You come from an undone, undone.